Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School, Chicago. I hope and pray that the following message blesses you with peace and hope in Christ, who died and rose for you, for free. It is yours. If you'd like to support God's mission of giving life, hope, peace, joy, and love in the city of Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. Peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. So writes Paul. Christ alone is our theme for today. Seems obvious, seems simple, seems like the theme every day, right? Christ alone. But is it? Paul learned Christ alone when he found himself alone. And we see this at the end of this letter to Timothy. Seems to be in a little bit of distress, actually. At my first events, he says, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. Everyone kind of abandoned him, and maybe not on purpose, maybe just his friends couldn't make it, but there he was in jail, and there he was looking at this final sentence, having his head cut off. And all his powers and all his strength and all his brilliance was for nothing as he looked at death. And all his good deeds, nothing. All he had was Christ alone and the promises of Christ and the righteousness of Christ and the hope of Christ. It's all that he had when everything else failed. He learned this on the road to Damascus, really, didn't he? He learned there. Who is he? He learned there the parable Jesus gives us today about the Pharisee who bragged about how great he was, and he wasn't like this guy, and yet Jesus says what? This fellow who says not how great I am in his prayer, but instead says, I got nothing. Jesus says, that man is justified, made right in the court of law right there. That man who brings nothing to Jesus, nothing to God, doesn't claim anything for himself. In fact, the opposite. I got nothing, Lord. That person is the one that's given everything. And Jesus, who realizes He's totally dependent on the mercy of God. So Paul writes this letter after everything else is stripped away, after all of his accomplishments as a Pharisee of Pharisees, as he says, as a person that did all the right things, even says, Paul would say, he tithed perfectly. He gave to the church more than you would ever imagine. All rubbish, Paul says. 
All I know is I got Jesus, Jesus alone. That's sufficient. He is my righteousness. He is my hope. He is my resurrection. And I don't actually need anything else because in the end, everything else fails. Christ alone. Luther came to the similar realization. Martin Luther came into a Christianity of medieval, medieval Europe that was like a large room just full of different things and trinkets and stuff, and there was a cross somewhere in there. If you could find it, there was Jesus. It was crowded. There's all sorts of things that you could do to gain God's favor, to be righteous, to go to heaven. Just tons of little things. It was complicated. It was sophisticated. It was systematic. You're baptized, but that just takes care of original sin. Good. Now you need to go to confession exactly one time a year and do this and this and this, and and then you're forgiven for some stuff, but you still aren't totally holy You need to do this and you need to do that. There's pilgrimages you can do and you get some points off. You can go get some relics. Here's a shard of the cross of Christ. If you own this or if you touch this, you'll be blessed, but not completely. All different pieces. Put all the pieces together of a very complicated Christianity. And Luther rightfully wanted to be holy. And so he does the ultimate thing. He becomes a monk, goes into a monastery. And what that means is he says, I'm gonna, he dedicates his life to Christ. You ever heard somebody say that? I'm dedicating my life to Jesus. That's what he was doing. Took a vow of silence. If there was a hurdle, he would jump it. Pulled all the levers, pushed all the buttons, all the stuff in this room that's Christianity, all the little pieces. He grabbed everything. He did everything he possibly could do. And then he discovered he was still unholy, still broken, still had sinful desires, didn't feel any closer to God. And then reading like today's passage of Jesus talking about this poor tax collector who realizes, I got nothing, Lord, I'm at your mercy. And also, Luther reading Paul, the Lord will help me. Or in Romans or in Galatians, Christ is my righteousness. Luther realizes that all this stuff, even your good works, even good things that you do, is not enough. It's never enough. you never done enough. Jesus is enough. That's the whole message of the Bible. God is enough, and more specifically, his son is enough. It's so crazy how in those days they would add all these things to this Jesus. Jesus died and rose for you, and in him completely forgives and gives you absolute salvation completely. And yet they ended up with this big complicated system of little bits here and there, do that, and maybe you'll get enough. Maybe you'll have enough righteousness, but if you don't, that's okay, because we got purgatory for you, and we'll beat it out of you. And yet, time and time again, every letter, every book of the Bible Christ is enough. 
And when Luther realized that and read that, it's not Lutheran, by the way. We're not a Lutheran church in the sense that we want to be Lutheran. This is Jesus' words. This is Paul's words. The goal of St. James is to be the church that Jesus speaks in, that St. Paul speaks in, that Moses speaks in. When Luther realized that the whole point of Jesus was to be enough for us when we're not enough, he never let that go. And he wouldn't trade it for nothing. Because that is so satisfying. And what about you? We can be like that Pharisee praying that Jesus parable, where we kind of look down at the medieval church, we look down at the Pharisees, you know, like, how dumb, how could they act like that? How could they actually think that a relic would heal you? Or how would they think that doing this pilgrimage would get them closer to God? I mean, that's so silly. Just like that Pharisee making fun of the person next to them, we can be the same way. What are your relics? What do you add to Jesus? What other gods are in your room, quite honestly, that you think you need, plus Jesus, to be satisfied in this life, to be righteous? It can be your career, how successful you are. You can feel it can give you a self-identity. I am successful in what I'm doing, therefore I am fulfilled. But that's never enough, is it? You're never enough at your job. It could be your righteousness. See, we're all the same. We can't ever make fun of other religions because that's really natural. They make sense to us. Good works. We all do this. We find other ways to be satisfied in the life outside of Christ. Oh, sure, we love Jesus. He's in our room, but we crowd him out with other gods or other achievements, whether it's our good works, whatever it is or our superstitions. Until we see them let us down. We don't get that promotion. We're not top in our class. We failed at our marriage. We're never enough, are we? Never good enough, never strong enough, never smart enough. There's always somebody else. It's all kind of rubbish in the end, isn't it? Even our health. You can run and you can work out, but age creeps up. For some of you, I'm joking. It's never enough. Jesus is enough. Christ alone. Candy bar. Good job full-size candy bar for Ella. Is that enough for you, the candy bar? (laughs) This is so important for you. Christ alone is not simply an academic idea. It's not a theological point. It's reality. Your salvation, your hope, your righteousness is in his hands alone, not yours. And he's got it and has done it. He is the actor in your universe. You don't believe in a set of ideas, grace and faith. I don't care how you understand salvation. I just want you to know that someone has it taken care of, Christ. 
He's died. He's risen. He's done the work. He's brought you right here today. And he continue, continues to hold you together. Christ alone. When you don't feel enough, Christ is enough. When you don't feel good enough, Jesus is good enough. Even in death, Christ is enough, so therefore you are enough. Yesterday, we did a, uh, had a, we had a funeral here for a friend, Christopher Adams there. Owns the Beaumont, by the way, on the Halstead there. What kind of message do I have for people who are mourning? Because when you come to a funeral, it should be the obvious thing that whatever we're doing is not enough. We can't keep ourselves alive. We can't keep ourselves righteous. What good news do I have for them? Jesus. Jesus is enough. Christ alone. This person's safe because Jesus is taking care of it. May Jesus be enough for you. In Jesus' name, amen.